Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. So, just one uh, postscript from last week. Last week we were discussing the halacha regarding avid. Uh, sorry, uh, regarding uh, adam dan yechidi. Can a person be a judge on his own? So I actually saw an interesting sock from Rav Moshe Feinstein. So Sunday morning, in our Smichas Chaver program, we, we are learning the halachas of Kvura. I don't think you guys got up to this yet, but you'll see there's a question regarding different burial options today in Eretz Yisrael when there's not, especially in Yerushalayim, when there's not much land available. So there are different things that are being done, and uh, the Shir and Smichas Chaver goes through the different options. So one of the options, perhaps, is a mausoleum, which is, if you can imagine, lockers being built one on top of the other, a standalone building. So Ramosh has chuvas in the 1970s. It's actually interesting that our Rav, Rabbi Greenberg here in Minneapolis, his father was involved. There was a cemetery in Cleveland where Rav Eliamir Bloch said Sal was buried. And the cemetery and its bylaws, they wrote that they're going to keep uh, Jewish law. And then at some point they built these mausoleums and there was a court case. The, the Yid and the Rabbanim were suing them that they weren't keeping Jewish law. So they had to get an expert uh, testimony. So they wrote uh, to Rav Moshe Feinstein. So Rav Moshe has some chuvas there, and they actually had to, the, fi- the the final solution, the, fi- the final uh, psak was that they required that the Jewish cemetery has to has to keep Jewish law, and they had to take it down. Rav Moshe held that it's not considered kavura. There's an iser of baltalin. You're leaving the, the body overnight. There's an bittel mitzvah of covered tefurenu. Very interesting chuva that Rav Moshe has. And it's an interesting topic in general. So, but in that tshuva, Rav Moshe writes, it's a side point, but it has to do with our sugya, and that is that when, since there's only one person who's judging this case, this wasn't being brought in front of a panel of judges, of uh, of politicians. It was just one person. So, Rav Moshe said, when it's with one person, what? Are, how do you, how do you know what he's going to say? Who knows what his biases are? Who knows what his personal agendas are? And therefore, he recommended that they settle it outside of court, outside of this one judge. So it's interesting that we, even in halacha, we have the same concept. That many Rishonim say that when, when you have one, I want to say many Rishonim, but this is implicit in what the Rishonim discuss regarding biases and, and uh, getting karav la'emes. When you only have one, it's more likely that there's going to be an issue as far as the psak, and that's one of the reasons why that we, we require three dayanim. Okay, so I want to move on today to Simon Dalid. Simon Dalid discusses the halacha of Ovid Inish, Dina Lenafsheh, which is a, which is much more common than people think, and that is the topic of a person taking the law into his own hands, taking matters into his own hands. Someone uh, blocks your driveway, do you have the right to slash his tires, to put a sticker on his window that's going to make him uh, spend an hour trying to remove it. And I'm sure that the cases are more than this. You have a, vend- you have a vendor who's not getting paid by his, um, by his customer. Can he uh, short him on the next order? There are different things that, that come up. And the question is, when is a person allowed to take matters into his own hands? So I just want to reiterate, as, as we go through Chosh Mishpat, Many of the shirim are not going to be halacha l'maisapsak. I am not a dayan, and I'm not uh, claiming to be a dayan. We're simply learning the sugya together. Some things are clear. So obviously, if it's clear in halacha, and straight up a shulchan then, then obviously that's the halacha. But many things require uh, more more uh, learning and more uh, insight into these halachas. So we'll pick up on the gemara. The gemara, if you learn the daf, you had it a few weeks ago. The gemara Baba Kama, daf of Zion. The other Gemara has an interesting case. You had a, you had a. I'll read you the Gemara. The Gemara says, "Who gargusa deve tre?" There was a well that belonged to two people. 
Every day, each one, they took turns who would draw water from the, uh, from the well. One fellow decided, you know what? I don't care about the system. I'm going to use... I'm going to use the well on your day. Even though it's not my day, I'll, I'll use it. I don't care. The other partner said, it's my day. What are you doing? He didn't care. Didn't pay attention to him. So Shaka Panda tomorrow, he took the handle of his friend's or former partner's shovel, and he hit him. He hit him with it. So the Gemara there is, there's a, Question: There's a conversation between Rav Nachman and Rav Chista. So Amalei Rav Nachman tells Rav Chista, "May a pandi be found the He could do it a hundred times. No problem. You're allowed to take matters into your own hands. Why? Because I feel the amount of Amar, even the the sheeta that holds that loy of it in that a person cannot take matters into his own hands. That's in a case where there is no pseida, where there's no loss. But b'makim pseida, if there's a financial loss, and this loss, Rashi Taisus, they'll talk about what would the loss be." that he's losing the water from his all. By the time he takes him to Bezdin, he's not going to be able to uh, to uh, collect what he lost. So the Mokim Seda of it inish Dina Lanafsheh, a person is allowed to do it. The Gemara continues, brings the Machlekes of Yehuda, who says, typically you can't unless there's a loss. Loy of it inish Dina Lanafsheh, and Rav Nachman says, of it inish Dina Lanafsheh. But when there's a Pseda, Kuli Amalei Pligi, when there's a financial loss, everyone agrees, the Ovid Inish Dinalanafshe. A person is allowed to take matters into his own hands when it involves a financial loss. So how does the shovel in any way play a role in what, helping the other guy? Why do you have to hit him with the shovel? Yeah, I'm just saying, like well, he, he, he hit him to block him, that's not just to hit him. He hit him and yeah, I don't know what the point was. We'll have to yeah, it's a good question. Words, is, is he blocking him or just hitting him because yeah, he deserves a sense. I mean, what, what's the... So, why so did he just break the shovel? Why do you have to pop him over the head with it for? Yeah, so, it's a good question. We'll see the Excellent question. I, I would assume that the point of hitting him is that he's going to acquiesce. At some point, he's going to say, okay, I'll pay you. He's, we're going to see in a few minutes, just uh, we'll, we'll continue the Gemara. There's, there's a... You saw the Gemara in Chavches. Ben Bagbag says... Instead, I'll show you the Gemara. So then, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, ben, uh, the cover, right? okay. "Yeah, he has a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Chavzayin and Mabez. We had everything in the dark. Yeah, take me out of the property. What are you? What are you hitting? In the Chanam, if you if you had that option, that would be the better option. Let's see the Gemara. So Master of Kahana, he's brought that Ben Bagbag said, Let's say your friend stole something from you and he has it in his house. Don't go into his house to take it. Why? Interesting reason. Shema of Kaganov. You're going to look like a Ganov. And we know you don't want to, you know, put yourself in a situation where you're going to look bad on TV. So instead, Shavar Ashinov, you should knock out his teeth. and tell him I'm taking my own my own property. So it sounds like it's better to hit him than to take it back appearing like a ganav. But I would say the same theme, that the point of hitting is to actually get something. It's not just to punch him. What's the point? The point is to punch, and then you're going to uh, get your money back or get your object back. So that is what Ben Bagbuk said. The Gemara uses as a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda, even if there's no financial loss. The Gemara has a doichik de kataritz. That's one uh, Gemara. Just to go, there's a few more which come up halacha lamaisa. The Gemara in Chavchesim and Aleph says, let's see, you had a shar, you had an ox on top of another ox. So 
if you pull out, uh, if you pull out the uh, the bottom ox, that's let's say that's your ox. So someone else's ox is on top of your ox. So not for El Yonu Mei's potter, you'd be potter. But if you pull, you push off the top one, and he dies. So then that's that's called the Yerchayev. So the Gemara asks why. Either way. It seems like Ovid inish So the Gemara says He should have pulled out his own ox, and by doing that, the top would have fallen in a more natural way, and it would have been able to survive. For those that are experts on oxes, oxen, um, but uh, by, by pushing the top one off, you did something that was not necessary, and in that case, he he would be chayiv to pay. So you, we see you saw it from here, and we're going, this comes up in halacha, that even in a situation where a person has the right to take matters into his own hands, if there's a situation where he could have avoided causing his fellow friend the financial loss, and he didn't, so in that case, he would be high. An example would be, let's say someone's blocking your driveway. We'll get to some more details in the Gemara. The Gemara has a similar case, and you could have driven, you know, around, you could have maneuvered your way around, and you decide, I, I don't care, I'm smashing right through. So if it was reasonable to assume that you could have moved around, so then in that case, by g- plowing through, he would be chayev to pay for, uh, for whatever loss he caused. There's a chazanish, and other parties can discuss how much of a tircha is required. Let's say I, I could have, you know, made myself crazy to, not, not to break his thing, but that's too much of a tircha. So it could be if it's not a reasonable ask, then a person is allowed to just drive through, and whatever happens, happens. Let's say you have a tight parking spot, and someone, someone's, you know, someone uh, squeezed you in. He, uh, in the parking lot, he parked on an angle, and you're stuck. And he tried to get out, then you end up scratching his, uh, his car. So as long as there was no other reasonable way to, to get out, by him doing it, let's assume you were there first, and he blocked you, and you, you want to get out. So... He had the right to try to get out, and if uh, he scratched your car on the way out, it, he would not be high. So you're saying traffic laws really is like my ownership rights. Like a guy is double parked, I, it's just Yeah, the Gemara the says that. Uh, well, obviously, whenever we talk about traffic, you have to think about Dina, Demachusa uh, Dina, which we're not going to get into right now. But uh, the Gemara does talk about a case where a person put his hamaniach as hakad b'shosarabim. Someone put his picture in, in, in public, and someone comes and breaks it, he'd be chayev. So it was pshat. So there, in that case, it could have gone around. He didn't have to go through that area. But if someone, let's say someone, the Gemara gives a case where someone unloads his barrels of oil. When you double cars, you drive right through, you're not going to It's like, you didn't have to wait. You, you, you couldn't get through. Yeah, if there was no reasonable way to do it, correct, right. Now, I think, yeah, I think in BMG, for those that ever went to BMG, the, some of the parking lots near Yeshiva, there, there's no way to get out. Everyone leaves their keys in the car, don't tell anyone. They could go, uh, go find some old uh, Toyota Corollas, but everyone leaves their key in the car, and they block you in. And at 1 o'clock, when Seder's over, everybody leaves, so there's a way to get out. But let's say you have to leave, you have a doctor's appointment, you, you, uh, you're done with Seder. So you're kind of stuck. But in that case, everyone, by, by you parking in this parking lot, unless you're a guest from uh, Minneapolis or something, but everyone knows that you park here, very nice, you came here on time, you're, you're getting blocked in. And you're not getting out until 1.15, unless you want to start moving 15 cars, which you could. The keys are in the car. You could go move 15 cars. But and that's uh, when the, it, it, our transmission went. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's, 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 yeah. Everybody's busy, 
Right, but let's say someone blocked you in illegally, and then you move his car, and now you have to go find a spot. Yeah, you, you dump it in, in, in the double park in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if that's what Lachira, uh, if he left his keys in the car, you'd be allowed to do that. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the Gemara. Now, if you learn the Gemara, Dafyami style, it sounds like as, when there's a Hefzid, everyone agrees that a person can take matters into his own hands, do what you got to do. When there is a hefs, when there's no hefs, we have machlokes. It happens to be the Rambam, the Riff, and the Rush. They all paskin like Rav Nachman that even if there is no hefsid of it inish And our task is to say, you know, go from this Gemara, which sounds broad, that there are many, uh, many uh, applications to this, and we're going to try to see in the Rishonim and Nachonim what the limitations are. You obviously don't want to create a situation of anarchy where everyone just uh, takes matters into their own hands, and that would be the opposite effect of Mishpat, of Bezdin. So it can't be that this Gemara, this Gemara in, uh, in the beginning of Avakama is now giving uh, an allowance to people to just do whatever they want, anarchy. So what are the limitations to this? So we're going to go through some of them today. Is it just, is yeah. it just like the get stuff? People take the law in their own hands. Is that, is that the same thing? Or different? It's, it's a good question. Uh, the get specifically, there's a concept of putting someone in cheirim, where society has right, their right. has has their obligation, so to say, to keep the cheirim. So one could just debate, I'm not getting into halacha right now on that, one could debate if society using social media or the like has, uh, you know, is that, is that exercising their right and their responsibility to make sure people give gitten by... by um, ostracizing a person. So it could be. could be, yes. It's not so simple, obviously. But that's the, that's the question in halacha regarding posting in social media and, and um, creating pressure, social pressure, on someone to give a get. That's one thing. You're talking about physical force? That's a halacha in Gitin regarding when we could do that, when we can't. Right, but do I have the right if it's illegal, it's, it's complicated. This, this guy is my friend, and then the wife says, you know, I'll pay you so once you get into beating someone up, you have you have a question halacha that's even a good get, a forced get is not so simple. Uh, I don't think we're going to learn that in a in a shir and chayshemish, but that, that would come up in Evan Ezer. I'm saying, I might like it the longest. My question is, about specific. I'm just talking about in general. I'm talking about the mamanas and the the also. Is it the same thing? So I would say the only other topic we 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 will learn together on this would be the question of. When someone has a chiv to do something, a mitzvah or the like, can a person of an inish dinul I'll give an example. Not, I'm not getting halacha l'maisa today. That's an interesting topic. Let's say uh, a pa- you, have, you, have, you have a scenario to solve. You have a child who has become from, and his parents uh, tell him, "I don't care about your halacha. We're not keeping halacha." And they get kalim. Okay, they purchase kalim. He says, "I'm taking it to the mikvah." And they say, "No, don't don't take it to the mikvah." He goes to toivel the kalim, and it breaks. Or something like that during during the uh, while he's tabling it. So, do we say of it in on a Yaredea standpoint, Simon Kof Chaf, that he was allowed to go table the Kalim, and once he's tabling the Kalim, whatever is normal, some things will break. So perhaps he'd be putter because he has the right to enforce mitzvahs. The, in that discussion, I believe Rav Silbershin has a tshuva on this. He has many tshuvas on this topic. And he says that, who said you're a dying? So now it's of an interesting thing to have Not so simple. So that will be another place where it comes up when it comes to, let's say, or a person 
deciding that his friend should not have this device. So that's of an interesting enough shape. Basically, you're, you're acting like Bezdin enforcing mitzvahs, like Kaifinal Tzedakah, Kaifinal Mitzvahs. Whenever there is a, a case where you would force someone to do a mitzvah, if someone on his own would do that, that would be an example of an interesting lanafshe, and typically you cannot do that. But we'll see, we'll see more of it as the shirim progress. Okay, so let's see, let's see at least one piece of lambdas in, in this uh, in this sugya. And we have to ask ourselves what exactly is happening when a person takes matters into his own hands. What's what's the halachic nature of of an interesting lanafshe? So with that in mind, let's see some of the rishonim. There's a there's a rush. There's a Mordechai and there's an Amukhi Yosef that we'll see today. So the Rush says a few things. First of all, the Rush says that this would apply even when it comes to Knas. Let's say there's a Knas, Kefel, or the like, and a person is, it does Tfisa, he grabs. Halachis of it in he'd be allowed to keep it. He would not be, he would not be chayv to, to, uh, to give it back. There is one limitation everyone agrees to, and that is regarding a Mashkain. So the Gemara says, based on Psukim, and we'll see this later on in Hilchas Hava, that when it comes to a mashkin, a person is not allowed to go into someone's house to take a mashkin from him. That's an Isidaraisa. And even though there might be a heter of it in Ish, when it comes to a mashkin, it's a Gleris Akasuv, you're not allowed to go into the bias of the Ani to go take a mashkin. So that's the Sheet of the Rush. Everyone agrees to that. He also says... Outside, outside yes. Uh, in Shul. So he has something in Shul and you know the guy owes you the money. Sounds like she'll be able to take it, right? It sounds like it, but 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see with the mashkin. Mashkin's a little complicated. But to go into his house to take a mashkin, to be typhusit, let's say it's not in a Markham Hefker, it's, it's in his house, it's in his possession. Let's assume his house includes anything that's in his possession, not something that's Hefker or someone else owes him. So to go and take it, come out all the Rishonim and say that's an Easter because you're violating this halach of going into his house. Next, the Rosh says... It has to be something. Even my own object, I can't go retrieve. That's what you're talking about, right? Oh, one second. No, mashkin. What's the case? Anything. I want to call. I let you my hand here and get back to me. So I'm gonna sit there tired of waiting. No, that 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 you could. No, that you'd be able, that you'd be able to do. That's not a mashkin. That I'm taking back my hammer. Let's say someone you know, Loyalain, who steals your car. Okay, so someone steals someone's car, and then he's driving in whatever community that's in. We'll call it North Minneapolis. And he says, hey, that's my car. He sees where it is. Let's see, he has one of these, uh, <laughs> he has a, uh, the, my neighbor, his car was stolen a few years ago, right during the George Floyd riots. And he had a Ford, he had a Ford. So Ford has an app and a track through where your car is. So even though the, the fellow tried to shut it off, it didn't work. And he knew exactly where his car was. So he went with the cops and he picked up his car. That's it. <laughs> he went. With the keys, he had an extra, well, he left the keys in the car in the first place. That was not so smart. But he had another pair of keys. He went, found where 